What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you. But real quick, you know what time it is. Time for a word from our sponsors, those fine folks that bring you to you week after week after week after week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of A Now We Drink. The video versions are now available on Vimeo. Go to www.anwd.net slash videos to get all the video versions. Well, not all the video versions. I'm woefully behind on the video versions at the moment, guys. As soon as I get through seven videos, they will be completely up to date because I changed my workflow around where I'm editing the videos when I do the audio. So more recent episodes are actually done. There's just seven in the backlog I haven't gotten done. Tweet at me, DM me, whatever. Hit me on whatever social media if you want me to upload the videos that are done out of sequence. And get get those other videos done whenever they're done. Just let me know. I'm here for you. Once again, that is www.anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Gamefly. Gamefly.com has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as the old school systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you want to send it back, you can keep it for a low used rate. There are never any due dates or late fees. Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. Drinking buddies, games are expensive. Before you drop your hard-earned money on them, get them from Gamefly. Make sure you love them. Make sure you're not just going to breeze through it in five hours. And if you want to keep it, buy it from Gamefly on a low-used rate. Win-win. So sign up for a premium 30-day trial for free. One game out. shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope for easy returns. No contracts. Cancel anytime. Month to month. No strings attached. Go to www.gameflyoffer.com slash A-N-W-D. Once again, that is www. GameFlyOffer.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection and sends us to thousands of members worldwide. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and has features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 Alminspire art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. I've talked about Vinylly Please for a long time, Drinking Buddies, and you can't do any better. Custom vinyl, rad art, custom cocktail pairing recipes, and Vinylly Please isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. So sign up today at www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. If it is not number one on Google yet, we're on our way to being there. Laughable is an amazing podcast app because not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcasts, you can subscribe to your favorite comedians and podcasters. And whenever they make an appearance on the show, boom, right there in your subscription feed. On the offhand chance there's a show you listen to that isn't on Laughable, they'll add it to the app for you. You've got no reason to not go get Laughable now. It's 100% free, and it's how I listen to podcasts. It's honestly the best podcast app. 
So go to the Google Play Store, go to the App Store, download it now, and find funny. This week, our guest is Miss Liv Revamped. Uh, Liv and I are new, pretty new friends. We met, um, we met at Kira Noir's birthday party. Hit it off. Had her come do the show. She was a lot of fun, as usual. You know, conversation goes all over the place. So, sit back, relax, pop a cold one, drinking buddies, and enjoy. What's going on? Not much, just chilling, <laughs> or at least trying to in this weather. I know it's fucking hot. Welcome to the LA weather report. <laughs> Today's weather report: hot as balls. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little sticky. I can tell a it. Little, it's really sticky. I'm sticking to my inner thigh a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like nothing is more unpleasant than like. Your pubic hair and your leg hair making like a Velcro and just. Oh, no. I can't relate. I just have a landing strip. It's in the front. <laughs> yeah. If that stuck to your thigh, you'd be in a weird position. That'd be a, yeah, that'd be a really weird vagina. Well, I mean, you could be like. Up and. Nah, it doesn't no, work. No. <laughs> For the audio audience, I just tried to bend myself in ways that I should not bend. <laughs> he tried. He tried. Stay limber, everyone. Right, it's very important. Being limber, super important. Shortly after, you know, being not sober and a couple other things <laughs> that will come to me after I've drank some whiskey. There you go. Cheers, Liv. Cheers. Welcome. This way, tiny arms. Sorry, I'm like a T Rex. Don't eat me. Rawr. You heard it here first, folks. If I get eaten tonight, Liv did it. I'll take the blame. I have quite the appetite. <laughs> well, this is how didn't isn't how I thought it was going to end, but apparently this is how I go. As long as you go with a smile, right? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Where would you start? Like, I guess the belly. Where bel- would I start? The belly meat. I'm sure is probably the best eaten. Probably, I'd start with the belly, then I go for the legs. Yeah, I go for the muscular part. Well, like the belly's like bacon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know, it grills up nice and... Call me crazy, though. I don't really eat that much bacon. Get out. Okay, sorry. Like, show, show's over. <laughs> How can you... It's not even like I have anything against bacon. I just love pigs. Yeah, they're delicious. No, they're adorable. And delicious. They can be both. I mean, yeah, they are delicious, but it's hard to eat them when they look so cute. Well, that's why you get them shrink-wrapped. <laughs> You know, when they're just already pre-cut for you, you don't have to think about how cute they are. True. Very true. If someone cooks it for me, then I'll totally eat it. Well, now I know. (laughs) If I just prepare some pork for her, I can survive. I can live. I mean, bacon and pineapple pizza? Bomb. Yes, I'm that person. I love pineapple on my pizza. What is wrong with you? A lot. 
Well, I mean, we're, we're starting there. <laughs> at, at what age were you traumatized into putting pineapple on your pizza? Like, who did this to you? Well, I must have been like maybe four years old. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I love pineapple on pizza. Well, a lot of people love a lot of horrible things. It's okay. Like sodomy? Well, depends on if I'm giving or receiving, if I consider sodomy horrible or not. <laughs> yeah, if I'm giving, it's not that bad. Well, see, it's just a matter of opinion. It is. <laughs> I don't think anyone would enjoy sodomizing me. <laughs> I mean, you were... Don't knock it till you try it. I'm just saying, you were in the other room when I was taking that shit, so... <laughs> That's why you clean out. You got to prep. Oh, I just did. I guess I'm good to go. <laughs> I think I saw two days ago's breakfast come out. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, just fall right out. It was solid still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I remember that. Mmm, <laughs> bigoted chicken. <laughs> Why? Why did the bigots have to make such good chicken? That's a good question. Can't someone who likes everyone make Better chicken. Popeye never hated anyone. Church's is pretty good. Same company, you know. Really? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So Popeye started off as its own thing, uh-huh. and then the parent company for churches bought Popeye's. That's why a lot of oh. churches' locations became Popeye's when Popeye's became popular. Okay, okay. I never knew that. Fun fact. Fun fact about fried chicken. We're an educational show here. <laughs> No, really. What's been going on? What's new with you? Um, Just traveling a lot. This coming weekend, I go to Boston. And then the following week, I go to Japan. What are you doing in Boston? Work, work, work. Like a Rihanna song. <laughs> been to Boston before? I have. It's really beautiful. I really like green. I like green places. Uh, I guess Boston's green. The Northeast is pretty green. The East Coast is pretty green. Just intermingled with horrible industrial. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> on this side, you know, unless you go north, it's pretty desert. It is. And I love the weather. I don't. <laughs> Aren't you from here? I'm from Oregon. It's this coast. It's green. <laughs> it, it is. It rains. It's full of granola. Yeah, it's nice. And we have weed for years. Well, we've had weed for years here. Just might not have been so legal. Yeah, true. <laughs> the state of weed is so weird. I remember you know, being in high school, it's like, all right, we got to go behind someone's house. Mm-hmm. Someone had to be a lookout while the rest of us smoked. Yeah, pretty much. And if some authority figure came like, gotta run go 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 go. and there wasn't even like oh what kind of weed do you want well i have this and i have that i have like an indica dominant hybrid you know it's like no you just smoked what you were able to get your hands on like you were just concerned is is this mostly seeds and stems exactly like oh that's kush man it's mostly flour i remember chronic i kind of miss chronic that used to fuck me up <laughs> I didn't know shit about the weed I was smoking. Like, you got a dime? All right, it's green. Cool. <laughs> right. Okay. Wait. Let me let me feel it. What's this seed, dude? 
What's this seed? This bullshit, man. This is all <laughs> seeds and stems. Like, what is this shape bullshit? Like, where'd you get this? <laughs> These days, they're like, nah, mad botanists have gotten involved. Well, now it's like, is it even considered weed anymore, in my opinion? I still buy my weed from people who grow. Well, I think technically everyone buys their weed from someone who grows. It's not like they're... Mm, but, I mean, a lot of this weed, I feel, is like laced with some shit. It's it's crazy now. So you want farm-to-table weed? I want farm-to-table weed. <laughs> why is there not a farm-to-table brand? Like, why is not someone not branded that shit? Farm-to-table. You know what? Maybe we should start. All right. I don't know shit about weed. Me neither. I just know about smoking it. I don't even know that. My THC tolerance is such hot garbage. Oh, really? You get me a little high and I am worthless to everyone. <laughs> Absolutely fucking worthless. See, my tolerance used to be high, but I took a break from like purchasing weed. I have to clarify that because if I tell people I took a break from weed, they think, oh, so you don't smoke anymore? I'm like, I do smoke. I'm just trying to give my wallet a break <laughs> if you're gonna offer i'm not gonna say no hashtag pretty girl problems oh my god because <laughs> if i tried that plan they'd be like buy your own fucking weed bro <laughs> like lives like yo spare some smoke like yo we got you girl no i don't even have to ask <laughs> it's more like live you're smoking yeah you got some <laughs> right no one's making that offer for me no one is sliding into okay, my DMs. To- next time, next time I have some weed, I'm going to slide into your DMs and be like, yo, Matt, you want to smoke? Cool. If you want to babysit my unconscious body, <laughs> we could do that. I'll just watch TV. <laughs> what are you going to watch while I'm unconscious? Porn. That's no fun. True. I know everyone. <laughs> it's right? weird. <laughs> at why, why at I that be- point, it's just like watching another movie. That's why I'm getting more and more into Euro stuff. It's like, I don't know these Euro girls. I work in Europe. Well, I've never watched one of your scenes either, so. Okay, well then, stay away from 21 Sexury and Legal Porno and DDF and Rocco Sifredi. <laughs> no, I haven't watched anything with Rocco in it since like the old Vivid days. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm old. You're not that old. I'm old enough that I bought it on DVD. <laughs> How old does that make me? Like, young. I have a baby face, but I'm not that young. I would put money that you're younger than me. I mean, I'm not going to deny it, but I'm also not that young. All I know is I remember the first time I saw a Rocco scene was Rocco and Monique Alexander when she still had natural breasts. I was just going to say <laughs> before she got modified. <laughs> yeah, it's like I remember Momo when she all natural like she just it was like one of her first vivid scenes mm-hmm. nice i think i don't even remember what the first porn i ever saw or at least the oh, most no, that recognizable was, porn that was the first rocco that was definitely not the first oh, porn okay I ever. okay the first rocco scene it okay this is gonna sound fucked up it was it was a scene but it was more like an outtake i don't know if you ever heard of this website called e-fucked i have not oh my god <laughs> I don't even know how my friends stumbled across it, but it's basically like the horrors of porn. Like you don't just get outtakes. You get like fucked up videos. <laughs> but one of them happened to be one labeled the uh, quiet crying girl. Cause like she was doing this scene with Rocco and like right in the middle of it, she just starts silently just crying 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 like cradles her her face in her hands and just starts 
crying. And Rocco, you know, he's a great guy. He's a hell of a performer, but he's a stand-up guy. So he sees that she starts crying and it's like, shh, shh, it's okay, it's okay. Like coddles her and like makes her feel all better. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> as long as she doesn't look down at that giant penis that's going to go inside her. Well, I mean, after that, she still continued to do a few scenes, so... <laughs> Well, good on her. Good on her. But uh, I could just imagine like, oh, the, you know, it's going to be okay. And then she just looks down like, oh, God, that's still going inside me, isn't it? <laughs> I wish I'd fuck him. He's only been my director. I've never actually performed with him. Why don't you make it happen? I've been trying to. In fact, what's ironic is in Europe, he actually has a difficult time finding models to perform with him. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm available. Pick me. <laughs> I think his penis is bigger than you. That's fine. I've taken big dicks before. Yeah. I've, I've fucked Mandingo. I'm working on fucking Dread. I fucking took Nacho Vidal in my ass. And my pussy, actually. Like, I, I can I can take big guys. <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I have such vivid memories of that Rocco scene just poor Monique looks like she was not having necessarily a good time with it at the time. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm not sure that, you know, that it looked massive on camera at that point. Like the only ones that managed to really like bruise my cervix was probably Mandingo and Isaiah Maxwell and Jason Brown. They're all pretty big guys. But I mean, hey, I heard the best thing on the internet the other day, actually. I think Dee Williams uh, tweeted it. She said, like, because um, she's she's a not plus size, but like she's thick. She's got big boobs, curves, whatever. And one of her fans asked her, how big is your pussy? And she was like, um, just because I'm a big woman doesn't necessarily mean my vagina's huge. In fact, <laughs> what they say about tiny girls is. They're all whole. <laughs> I'm like, accurate, pretty accurate. Good to know. <laughs> Nothing like taking a tiny girl home and finding out that I'm not big enough. Yay. <laughs> not true. Kegels. Kegels help. They do. They help everyone. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more special than like, oh, hey, you're gripping it. Cool. <laughs> You have to practice that. I was doing kegels before I even realized I was doing kegel exercises. Like, I remember being like, a, I don't even know if I can say age. I, I'm stuck because I'm a performer. You have to be careful with the things you say. But I remember when I was younger, I used to do those like kegel exercises in class. Like, I'm doing it right now just to prove a point. <laughs> but I mean, you uh, could be juggling down there. I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember just like being hyper aware, if anything. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, I can do that. Cool. But I never like I didn't process what the purpose of those muscles were until I got into the industry. Well, I mean, the real purpose is to launch ping pong balls across fucking rooms. <laughs> I can do that with dick. You can launch a dick across a room. I mean, not launch it, but um, for I, I practice. I'm, <laughs> I'm able to spit dick out with my pussy. I just had a visual of Mandingo getting launched across a room. <laughs> just like getting lift off out of your vagina. Just, Wee! Across the room. 
Yeah, I don't know. It it's just it was something I learned in my first threesome. And it's like I don't even really have much of a gag reflex either, which I found out being a drunk. <laughs> I feel there's a story here. I if I remembered it. <laughs> well, you found it out. So how'd you find well, it out? I found out because um when I drink and I feel like I need to throw up, I basically have to fist my throat. That sucks. Yeah, it really does. Otherwise, I just have to sit there and be drunk and sick. <laughs> that is also miserable because that's how you die. E- 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 it, when your body wants to puke, that means it needs to get the poison out because you have too much alcohol. Well, I'm still here, you guys. I'm still here. <laughs> yep. I haven't started summoning ghost guests yet. <laughs> but um, I remember in my first threesome, I'm being face fucked and... Sometimes it gets hard to breathe. Not that I couldn't tap out. I'm a champ. I was just taking it, you know. But at one point, I guess it was like, it was a gag, but not like, it's really hard to explain. But like, basically, the muscle reflex reacted, and I spit the guy out. And sometimes if it's like continuous, sometimes I have a hard time just putting it back in. It's like, no, no, that doesn't go in. No. Yeah, it just totally rejects it. It's just like, not ready. Not ready. One hole is already airtight. <laughs> you come back later and try again. Yes. Give me give me one minute. Let me get face fucked and then you can fuck my pussy again. Or at least take your dick out of my mouth so he can get back inside. <laughs> like there's a red light and a green light at either end. Pretty much. <laughs> and I love threesomes. It sucks. Especially DPs. They're my favorite. I'm not even just saying that to say it. It's like, no, I legitimately love DPs. When was the last time you had a DP off camera? I haven't fucked two guys for a DP, but I think, what was it? Saturday morning, I had a booty call, and he found one of my butt plugs, put it in, and then fucked me. Nice. Very nice. How did he just find it? It was like rooting through a drawer while he was inside you? No. It just happened to be on top of my vanity table because I had just washed it. Happened to be out. It just happened to be out. Rather convenient, that. It was. <laughs> hmm. It's like someone almost planned it. Like it might have been premeditated. It probably was slightly. Unconsciously. Unconsciously. <laughs> Well, I saw that it was still out, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put it away. <laughs> Don't lie to my audience. You polished it before you showed up. It was, it was nice no, and shiny. it's been out for like at least three days. I believe you. <laughs> I have no reason to lie. <laughs> well, you're so modest and, you know, chaste and... Me? <laughs> just being full of shit at the moment. I mean, I am... <laughs> No, if anything, my problem is being too honest. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. It can be. It gets me in a lot of trouble. How so? Being too honest? Yeah. No one likes someone who's too honest. Oh, is this why I don't have that many friends? Me neither. It's okay. We can be friends. Aw. Aw. <laughs> First she wants to eat me alive, and now she wants to be my friend. This is really, really It's conflicting. all with love. I don't just eat anyone. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. That I'm special that you're going to cannibalize me. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
You heard it here first, folks. If I go out like this, you know who did it. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'm a tiny person with a huge appetite. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> In Sp fact, I'm a huge foodie, actually. I love food. Speaking of which, Boston, where are you going for seafood? For seafood? Yeah. Um, I have a friend taking me out because like the last time I was in Boston, it was for pure work. So I had no opportunities to see the city. So this weekend I'll be working Sunday, but I'm staying there for the for like three, four days. And we have a bunch of stuff planned for that. So I'm trusting him to show me the best seafood places because I'm obsessed with seafood. So I got stuck in Boston a couple of years back. Oh, shit. It was almost 10 years ago at this point. I got to roll up to Gloucester, Mass. Gloucester has is a fishing town. So there's like seaside, seaside shacks. So kind of like the um, seafood market in the South Bay. A little bit like that. but A little but, bit. It's like one of the most notorious in the world. Well, this isn't like a sea open air or sea market. This is like shacks on the sea that are like, Deep fried oysters and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, same. Okay, maybe. It's I called a seafood market, but it's like just a bunch of chain seafood restaurants. Well, this is how often I make it to the South Bay. <laughs> it's okay. I stopped going. <laughs> well, you're really selling me on it. I'm sorry. Well, their seafood market is great. Everything else, uh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, but if you make it up to Gloucester, like there's some good shit there. What would you recommend? I don't remember the name of any of those fucking places. Like, <laughs> no, I mean like a plate, a dish. Oh, you got to do a lobster roll. It's Boston. Ooh. I don't even think I've ever had a lobster You've roll. You've never had a lobster roll? No. Oh, they're fucking delicious. <laughs> oh, they're so good. Oh. Oh, you're making me hungry thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot more of this show to happen before you can eat, too. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but a lobster roll is fucking legit. Okay. Uh, deep fried oysters, of deep course. Deep fried oysters. Never even had deep fried oysters. For me, when I think seafood, I get like crab legs, a lobster tail. I like to keep it pretty fresh. Wow. Holy shit. That looks delicious. So I just showed her a picture of a lobster roll. <laughs> oh, my mouth is drooling now. <laughs> oh, it is, it is one of the delicacies of like New England. Fuck. <laughs> Lobster roll first on my list. I'm going to get off my flight and be like, can we go get some lobster rolls before we go anywhere? <laughs> you should. You definitely should. <laughs> um, nothing else in mass really like really spoke to me like at regionally like, oh, this is amazing. Like the seafood is really what uh, legal seafood is actually pretty rad. I know it's like a fucking Boston chain, but they like they do a whole lobster that's fucking breaded and oh i just love shellfish like crab lobster shrimp i can eat it all but i mean i also like mussels oyster clams you're definitely not kosher no not at all <laughs> I, I am omnivorous leaning towards carnivorous high five on that shit <laughs> me too me too <laughs> Like, I, I make fun of vegans all the time. Granted, I have vegan friends, and I make fun of them to their face. <laughs> hey. I'm like, you're just like an atheist. You have to let everybody know. <laughs> I am an atheist. Thank you. 
<laughs> and, you know, I think my personal view in that is much more important than your per- personal view about eating vegetables, vegans. <laughs> there is no God. Consume everything you can. Yes. Yes. If we weren't meant to eat it, we wouldn't be able to digest it. If we weren't meant to eat it, we wouldn't have the biology to eat it. Right. We wouldn't be able to digest it. Or we, our teeth would be shaped differently. Right? I have canines. They are supposed to be for tearing meat. Exactly. <laughs> she is looking at me like <laughs> I am fucking a filet. I have <laughs> never had a woman look at me like this. This is. Sorry, we started talking about food. I love food. Sorry that my fucking carnivorous eyes came out. You don't have a knife on you, do you? No. Not okay, today, good. at least. Okay. Just, <laughs> just need to make sure I'm not getting stabbed on my own show. <laughs> No, I, I would never stab someone unless they deserved it. What, are you going to gas me before you eat me? Mm, no, I would let you die of natural causes. Yeah, but the meat will go to shit by the time I die of natural causes. I mean, debatable. <laughs> I think she's implying I'm going to drink myself to death very soon. <laughs> no, don't drink yourself to death. It'll just be poisonous then. Uh, no, no, no. It'll be brined. Oh, <laughs> true. Ah, <laughs> uh, I swear, guys, I'm not a, I'm not cannibalistic in the least bit. I'd do it if they cook it right. You would? I don't know if I could actually. To be perfectly honest, like you hear about those women who like cook their placentas after giving birth. Oh, so you just you throw on full on callback to the Cure and Nathan episode? I didn't even know they brought that up. Oh, I brought that up. Oh, Very you nice. brought that up. <laughs> So for the audience that haven't listened to that episode, uh, when Nathan Bronson and Karen Noir were on, we were Googling placenta videos on YouTube before we got on air. That's right. She was talking about it at her birthday. Yep. (laughs) Yep. No, I think that's, no, that's fucking weird. (laughs) It's a little weird. It's it's a lot weird. (laughs) Though if it will grant me immortality, I'll do it. Well, I mean, if it granted... No, actually, no. I'd rather fucking die. (laughs) I would rather die than be immortal. Well, you're going to die eventually anyways. Because even if you actually were immortal, eventually the sun's going to go supernova. I was just going to say, yeah. Like, everything's bound to die eventually. The planet isn't supposed to be eternal. No, but I I would like to have more than, like, you know, 45 years. Oh, no. I think I'd be happy dying young, too, though. Well, I'm already at an age where, like, I felt this is a fictitious age. A fictitious age? Well, like as a child, like the age I'm at now is like, well, that's people's parents. That's an adult age. Like that's not an age I'm ever actually going to be. See, like I'm a, I'm going to be 28 next month. And to me, I, I saw this age as I guess the same. I thought people would just be getting married, buying their first house together and all that shit. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm still fucking 21 on the inside. Well, I would say I'm 21 on the inside, but my organs would say otherwise. Oh, my knees would. My knees would definitely remind me how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) Or even just like my hips. My hips definitely remind me how old I am. I think I'm young just because I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm still a baby face. I can still get away with being young. And then sometimes I see some of the shit that these young girls are doing on camera. I'm just like, my body can't even bend that way. (laughs) <laughs> I've seen some of the shit that young girls say on fucking social media. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not young. <laughs> like what? 
I don't know anything off the top of my head, but there's some shit that people post is just like, it's cringeworthy. It's absolutely cringeworthy. Well, anytime I see a girl talking about like, I need a man to like slap me around and piss on my face. I'm like, what kind of fucking daddy issues did you have? Kinky to me was like, oh yeah, you know, spank me, choke me, you know, pull my hair. That's kinky to me. But when these girls are straight up like, I want him to beat my ass and then shit on my chest. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Well, my biggest concern is I don't why think do you're I, supposed to be in porn. I think you're supposed to be at a psychologist. You can do both. True. I was just at a therapy session today. <laughs> Ooh. Can you share what you talked about in therapy? Well, okay. So it was my first therapy session. I've I've um never actually had a therapist before. And most people who actually know me will tell you that I'm probably actually one of the most emotionally stable people that they've ever met that's what they all say i am emotionally stable i don't let my emotions like get the best of me but with that being said you know sometimes you everyone needs a little bit of help every now and then sometimes you do need to kind of just like uh step away from like the chaos of life and kind of just like evaluate your situation brought to you by maker's mark (laughs) But I mean, you know, personally speaking, sometimes I go through like little bouts of depression and, you know, it's not an uncommon thing. Not at all. It's absolutely a fucking common thing. Hell, the events of day-to-day life is more and more Americans are showing signs of depression. Suicide's on the fucking rise. Mm -hmm. Because the world is, I don't even know if the world's actually worse than it's ever been, but it's being televised much more than it ever was. Yes, exactly. Like now we just have social media and the news to tell us all the horrors that are going on in the world. Whereas, you know, we can't say that this world hasn't seen some dark times. It's just that now it's now we see what's going on all over the world. Yeah, live and in technicolor. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes instead of bottling up all those like pent up emotions, sometimes you need someone to hear you out and kind of, Help you through it. That's why I have my audience. <laughs> I just work out all my issues on air every every fucking week. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Who needs a therapist when you can just podcast? True. Very true. Well, then again, it's nice to have someone to talk back. <laughs> That's what guests are for. Ding. Welcome to being my therapist this week. I was just going to say, does that make me a therapist now? It does. I'm but you're not getting seen right for it, so. Oh, damn. Well, I can still get $100 an hour, right? <laughs> Only if you can bill my insurance. Fuck. I know nothing about insurance. Screwed. <laughs> womp, womp. That's why I suck dick now. You can have insurance and suck dick. Actually, what sucks about being a sex worker is we have to deal with that prejudice. You know how many coworkers, including myself, have been denied insurance just because we're a risk really mm-hmm. have you got what happens if you try to go through covered california um i mean you can but it it's never benefited me personally <laughs> i have great insurance right now through covered california through some rather creative accounting i had to you know declare that i'm going to make a lot less well i after everything's undone, I will make enough to you know, qualify for the tax credit I'm getting. 
And see, we have a hard time with any of that stuff just because we're sex workers. See, you need more Jew accountants. <laughs> true. Very true. Too bad I don't know many Jews. How do you work in porn and not know a bunch of Jews? I don't know. Maybe because I'm antisocial. I thought you were about to say anti-Semitic. I was like, woof. Ah, uh, no. Oh, like, woof. Not at all. In fact, some of my favorite people are Jewish. One of my best friends back in the day, she's no longer around, but her performer name was Gigi Lauren. And she was um, Cuban Jewish. And she was the most fiery fucking person I'd ever met. She was awesome. Like, she got shit done. <laughs> she even got a sugar daddy to buy her a $48,000 boob job. And they were perfect. At $48,000, they better be fucking perfect. Dude, she went from like pancake titties to like, you wouldn't even think they were fake. Yeah, at $48,000, that is well above market <laughs> rates. That is well above market rate. Yeah. That is like, like she didn't even have scarring, no stretch marks, nothing. She went from like smaller than me. Because like I'm lucky enough that even though my tits aren't huge, they're perky. She had straight just like pancake titties. Yeah, your breasts are proportionate. It's good. Thank goodness. Even though I feel robbed. My mom had huge tits. And then my dad was tall. And I'm neither. Well, I mean, you could cut your dad's legs off and stick them on. And then, I mean, you could take your mom's tits. I can make stilts. Make stilts. <laughs> make a boob bra out of your mom's tits. I'll just stunt my bras like back in junior high. Did you do that back in junior high? Actually, I didn't. I was a super tomboy. Like, I actually have this picture I'll show you of me in high school, and I laugh about it all the time. Because, <laughs> like, I tell people all the time, I was like, the reason I didn't date was because I was too much of a tomboy and people weren't attracted to me. Oh, Liv, but I bet you were cute. And I'm like, I'm not saying I was ugly. I was just saying I was a tomboy that no one wanted to date. So now, you, you, I don't even have to tell you which one is me. The tall blonde, right? How'd you know? I'm just psychic like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. But yeah, for anyone else that's wondering, it's just literally a picture of me, all my friends. They're all smiling. And I'm there just standing with my arms crossed around, <laughs> across my chest, not smiling. Kind of reminds me of a Snoop from The Wire. There you go. Something similar. I mean, we were he was Long Beach. I was San Pedro. No, no. You ever watch the show The Wire? The Wire? No. Okay. There's a character. It's uh, She's a female gangster named Snoop. Not oh, I'm like thinking Snoop Dogg. I was like, okay, I guess you can say that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll Google her real quick. But Oh, super accurate. Super accurate. <laughs> yeah, see? Like, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That was basically me in junior high. Yeah, so Snoop from The Wire, not Snoop Doggy Dog. Okay. Because I was like, okay, um, Snoop Dogg, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, you're a tall, skinny black man. <laughs> I mean, copious amounts of marijuana, that might be in common. It, totally, totally. I would love to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. I'm sure it'll happen for you one day. Maybe one day. I have to be a bigger name for myself first. Or just in the right place at the right time. True, true. You know what? I remember there was actually a time recently, like maybe a couple months ago, I was in Hot Topic at the... Universal City Walk with my baby sister. And apparently Snoop Dogg was there. And I didn't even notice him. He blended in. He really did. Because like it was me, my baby sister, um, her aunt, and then like her babysitter. Because her babysitter was like moving away. So they were having like a little farewell get together for her. 
And her babysitter comes running out of nowhere and is like, oh my God, did you see Snoop Dogg? And I'm like, no, where was he? He was here in Hot Topic with us while we were shopping. And I'm like, I know whenever you expect to see Snoop Dogg, you expect a cloud of smoke to follow him everywhere. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's no cloud of smoke. How did I know Snoop Dogg was here? Exactly. I didn't see I didn't see no clouds. No clouds at all. I imagine in my fantasy brain. I, I, no, actually, I feel like I would have at least smelled him. Right? I feel like there's a contact high when, when you get within arm's reach of Snoop. Yeah, exactly. I would have been like, hmm, Snoop Dogg's here. <laughs> So much drama in the LBC. <laughs> but maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe he'll put me on his like little radio show that he has. What he has a radio or a podcast? Uh, I don't know. Or YouTube. I don't even know what his thing is. I should know more. I'm a terrible person. I'm so out of touch with like modern day anything. <laughs> You're so old. So older. Man, I miss the Nokia days where like the most exciting thing about your phone was the snake game. Snoop Dogg does have a podcast, by the way. Okay, so it is a podcast. Snoop Dogg's GGN podcast. I just I just know that he... The first time I ever heard of it was when he was like making fun of Migos. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Rap group. That's where Offset is from. Cardi B's husband. Those are words. <laughs> I know one of those words. Those, one of those people played ABN two last year. Cardi B, yeah. yeah, I like Cardi B. I mean, you know, people will have their opinions, you know, to each their own. But I mean, I think it's almost legendary to finally have like a sex worker role model for other sex workers to show, like, just because you're a stripper or a porn star or anything doesn't mean you can't amount to more. Not to say that what we do is anything less than anybody else, but I believe this job is super lucrative. I feel like there are so many opportunities being in the adult film industry that I would not have been able to stumble upon in any other industry or field of work. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, she's made it as a musician after being a sex worker, but there are plenty of other sex workers that have made big fucking names for themselves just as sex workers. Jenna Jameson fucking top of the fucking food chain yeah just but being we a sex still worker. know her as a porn star yeah, right? but there's we nothing know, wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that but i mean she why shouldn't she I, be a role model well i mean have you met her in person <laughs> okay why shouldn't 1990s jenna jameson be a role model okay well i mean what was she doing in 1990s epic porn what I'm saying is it's nice to see a sex worker do more than just suck dick or strip. It's nice to see someone evolve into something else that they want to do. But on the Jenna Jameson front, Jenna was one of the people that started Club Jenna. She mm -hmm. sold that shit to Playboy. She owned a bunch of fucking real estate. Well, I mean, same with Tara Patrick and stuff. Exactly. Tara fucking killed it like that, too. And I'm saying there aren't. I'm not saying that there aren't role models for sex workers within the industry. What I'm saying is it's nice to see someone outside of the industry be a positive role model-ish. It's debatable. I'll admit that. she's a Cardi B is a debatable role model. But I mean, it's nice to see someone go from stripper to television personality to Emmy Award winning rapper. 
True, true. That's and what I'm saying. Honestly, it's still something to be admirable because if you admire Jay-Z or any other rapper that had a criminal past mm-hmm. and now is successful in music. But that's men. We don't have many women like that. Right. But I'm saying you shouldn't look down on Cardi's criminal past mm-hmm. because there are so many male artists that have criminal past that where you're like, it's cool. Like R. Kelly. <laughs> no one thinks R. Kelly's what R. Kelly does is cool. No, no, but I'm saying there are still people that are super fans of him and will still fucking bump ignition in their cars when no one's looking. I believe I can fly. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sang that song correct. No one except R. Kelly has. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, R. Kelly was the butt of a Dave Chappelle skit 15, 16 years ago, and it's still going, going on. Hey, I don't even understand why people are acting like his pedophilia is a new thing he married a leah when she was underage exactly poor leah rest in peace leah you deserved better (laughs) but yeah like it's after the documentary i'm just people are like oh my god i can't believe him and it's just like really he peed on a 13 year old when i was a teenager given the opportunity he would have peed on you i yeah but does i don't fuck with pee I hate pee. I think it's gross. <laughs> I mean, it's very relieving when it comes out of me. Well, I mean, if I'm peeing in the toilet, cool. But if you are trying to pee on me or around me, we got a problem. So how close is it a problem? Like if we're in in the ocean, like, and I just No, decide- that's fine because you're swimming in fish pee, whatever. <laughs> okay. Swimming pool? A little gross. I don't really go into public pools. Too much bacteria. They use a lot of chlorine. I don't like chlorine. Makes your skin itchy and gross. All right. Hot tub. Uh, I'm not saying I would pee in any of these places. I would would sit in someone's personal hot tub. but I'm just saying if I peed in it. If you peed in it? Well, I was sitting in it. Just don't tell me. I had a guy guy fucking pee in the shower next to me after a scene one time. And I just looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me? The toilet's right there. Sometimes you got to go. While I'm in the shower, though. While I'm in the shower with him. Our feet are standing in the same little puddle of water before it goes down the drain. It's sterile. I mean, I'll pee in the shower. Yeah, when I'm by myself. But don't fucking pee in the shower when I'm standing right next to you in the same shower. (laughs) <laughs> gotcha stand in front of the shower head block the water so it doesn't even hit you because they're probably taller than you yeah <laughs> and then pee got it <laughs> don't pee behind you is the moral of the story i've only ever let one girl squirt on me and that's because like i know her personally and i know like her body and like before scenes she only drinks water like at least i'm like okay well she's clean i know it's just gonna be like basically water coming out <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's that's cool. I mean, as long as they're not drinking vodka, right? Oh, man. I've been on set with drunk male patalents, too. Like, I remember I did this scene. It was with Richie Calhoun for Team Skeet for Extra Small. He's no longer around. I don't even know where the fuck he went. But <laughs> it was with Richie Calhoun. I remember he had, a, what was it, the Pellegrino green bottle? Like, I thought it was water. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to have some of your water real quick because like, you know, mid-scene, fucking sweating. (gasps) 
vodka. And I'm just like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, granted, at least we got through the scene and there was like no issue. But I'm like, you're seriously drinking on set with me right now? And you're supposed to come in my mouth? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I fucking hate guys like that. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. It's so just inconsiderate. <laughs> I guess I have to apologize to a lot of former partners. <laughs> I've had a lot of drunk sex in my day. Okay, totally different. Because if you guys are drunk and it's like spur of the moment, cool. Like, I've done it. Like, But at the same time, if I'm hooking up with someone that I know is either a drinker or doesn't have like the best not hygiene but they they don't have the best appetite like <laughs> like you know people who like smoke cigarettes drink eat junk food you don't want them coming in your mouth triggered <laughs> i don't smoke cigarettes <laughs> no i don't even have a problem with cigarettes like if you were gonna smoke around me cool i come from a family of smokers i, I love that while i was having my cigar she's like i'm not judging you i'm like I didn't think you were. Where the fuck did that come from? Well, see, the problem is because I don't smoke cigarettes, people think I'm always judging them. And I'm like, I'm not. So I feel like I always have to, like, reaffirm that I'm not judging someone for smoking tobacco. See, in my mind, it was one of those things, like, when someone just randomly brings up, like, we're not having sex. That means you were thinking about it. (laughs) Well, no, it was not like that at all. In fact, because I'm just a stoner and I I I drink on occasion, but I only drink tequila. And so when I smoke weed, like I only smoke weed. I don't smoke cigarettes. I just I don't I don't personally like them. But um, because of that, people just well, people who smoke, at least most of the people I've been around look at me like I'm the fucking weirdo. Like, oh, are you going to have a problem if I smoke this cigarette? I'm like, I don't care. Like, just. Smoke your cigarette. <laughs> I don't care about other people's opinions that much. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. You're like, I'm not judging. Him. I didn't even, the thought never even crossed my mind. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you a complex. <laughs> oh, you can't give me complexes. Okay, I already have lots of them. Okay. <laughs> like, you just, you think you're so special, you're just adding onto the pile? No, they're already there. <laughs> Wow, the ego. Oh, my God. I'm just going to show myself out now. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'd be a first guess. Like, oh, can't handle this anymore. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just um, like uh, when it comes to like me personally, like I'm just I'm very hyper aware with my own self-care. And so I kind of surround myself with people that are kind of like-minded in that sense where it's like the people I sleep with are um, like they're kind of health nuts and I like it. (laughs) Yet she's willing to eat me. Weird. (laughs) I also eat bacon. There you go. What's that say? I think she just called me a pig. No. (laughs) She's cute, but she's willing to eat me. She says I'm cute, but she's willing to eat me. All right. (laughs) Well, if we were stuck on an island. Oh, you'd go first. I'm much bigger than you. <laughs> I used to do Muay Thai. I might be tall, but I'm quick and have center of gravity. Yeah, I'm happy. I would to- just run away. I'll run away to the other side of the fucking island. I'll let you die. <laughs> and then I'll eat you. There you go. You know, I can throw rocks. And I'm quick. Well, I don't want to put this to the test. This is really morbid. <laughs> 
I love morbid. Morbid's like my favorite. Well, I don't really want to throw rocks at your head to see if I can kill you. Like, that's not where I wanted this to go. <laughs> yeah, please don't throw rocks at my head. Because well, I'm not I, gonna, I won't eat you, I promise. I'm not going to chase you. I'm just going to throw <laughs> things at you and hope that you fall down. He's going to wait till I'm asleep. That's what's going to happen. Well, obviously. <laughs> Duh. I'm just going to die of sleep deprivation. That's what's going to happen. Like, Matt will get me. Can't sleep. Matt will get me. Can't sleep. Matt will get me. Oh, God. Can't sleep. Matt will get me. Oh, God. Can't sleep. Matt will get me. And then dies of stress. And I've been taking a nap the whole fucking time. <laughs> you know what? That actually sounds m- more accurate than any other possibility. I definitely stress myself out way more than the world can. <laughs> it's easy to do. It's easy to get in your own head and fucking just be stressed out about shit. Mm-hmm. I'm an overthinker. I'm right there with you. Believe me, I'm right there with you. Like This weekend was fucking stressful for me. And I just spent most of the weekend like, being unproductive, just like, fuck, I am fucked. July was fucking stressful for me. <laughs> Why? What's going down with you? Well, I mean, believe it or not, I actually didn't get one booking all of July. I don't not believe one. it. Not don't one. believe it. Not one. No, no work. And like, sometimes that gets to you. It's not even about the money. Sometimes it really just affects your self-confidence because then you're sitting there especially me as an overthinker am i not pretty enough am i not young enough am i not old enough are my tits not big enough is my ass not big enough Uh, do i need to fit bigger things in my asshole like what do i have to do to put myself out there to get bookings (laughs) you gotta come drink on a podcast with me obviously okay yes perfect (laughs) this helps with bookings so i've been led to believe alcohol (laughs) but i mean august is looking up for me and then september i already know is going to be insane because i'll be going back to europe september 10th through october 6th and i already have my week booked for prague because fake taxi reached out to me and yes they got me in touch with one of the czech agencies that's going to represent me while i'm out there and yeah, they, they already got me all set up before my um, original agency did. Because like um, different companies have varying agencies. And technically speaking, when you go to a different country, you can sign with multiple agencies because they're in different countries. Unless your agency agreement is for... LA know. Direct? What? <laughs> I didn't say nothing. Derek, don't have me killed. <sighs> Derek, try me. <laughs> That's my response. Oh, apparently we're at this point of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just keep drinking. But no, seriously, though, like um, I have an agent in Budapest because I work majority of my work is in Budapest. But occasionally I'll go to like uh, Prague or even Barcelona. And in Barcelona, um, I'm with um, an agency called Emeralds Girls, which is kind of partnered with my agency in Budapest. And that's Sandy's Models. And um, now that I now that fake taxi reached out to me for Prague, I signed with an agency called Nikki's Models. And yeah, they got me all set up already. When are you going to be in Prague? Um, the tw- September 22nd through uh, the 26th. Ah, oh, bummer. I was looking to go to Prague in October. 
Damn it. Well, I come back to the States like October 6th. Ships in the night. Because October is supposed to be like um, crazy in a sense where it's like you have Exotica, New Jersey. And so I'll be traveling to the East Coast and like just doing all these different like appearances and stuff. And then November, I'm kind of on the fence because I was I was thinking of going back to Europe. Last year, during late November, I went to Slovenia. I got booked for the Slav Erotica Sexpo. And I was like one of the headliner girls. So it was it was insane. It was fucking insane. Like I was supposed to just be a solo act. And then they needed a last minute replacement for a live show. And it was the first time I'd ever fucked in front of such a huge audience. You want to see the video? <laughs> I do. But I, I don't want to. We can't put that on the video no, version. No. And I don't want to derail the show. But. Yeah, the yeah. I'll we show cut. you afterward. I'll show you afterward. But, but like, it was insane. <laughs> it was liberating. Like, the thing is, I, I've always saw myself as a performer, not necessarily an actress or a singer or anything particular. I just always saw myself as a performer. I wanted to entertain people. And I just happened to fall into porn. And so when I did this Love Erotica show, Mind you, when I got booked for it, my agent originally told me, what fuck, what'd she tell me? She was like, she totally dumbed it down. She was like, oh, she was like, do you do expos? And I was like, yeah, I do AVN like every year. I thought I was like doing a meet and greet. And she was like, okay, cool. Do you have music prepared? I'm like, music prepared? I have Spotify. <laughs> and she was like, that should be good. That should be okay. I'm like, wait, wait, wait what am I doing? Oh, you're just doing uh, an expo. I'm like, okay apparently that means feature dance exactly that's exactly what it was <laughs> and when i got there i was like i don't have a routine i don't have costumes like these other girls like i'm so unprepared i had no idea what i was getting myself into but it just wound up being like the probably the high the biggest highlight of my career because um again i just always saw myself as an entertainer and being able to just like, I used to be a dancer back in the day. So I, I have stage presence. I have that experience. I can be in front of a large audience. It was just, and I, I used to, I kind of stripped for a little bit here in LA. I kind of went backwards in that sense where I'm like, I started in porn. Then I dumbed down and like, I barely started stripping when I was like 20, 26, maybe 27. And um, so last year, pretty much. Yeah. Like two years ago, technically I started. Yeah. So I, I had to be like 26 ish. And um, well, technically it was right before I turned 27 because I started dancing like two years ago, August. So and I'm about to be 28. But then the moment uh, California switched up their laws and made strippers employees and not independent contractors, I got my letter of termination from the Rhino. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I was show is really all, depressed. <laughs> this show is often brought to you by Spearman Rhino's Dames and Games Top of Sports Bar and Grill. That's where I was dancing. Van Nuys or downtown? Van Nuys. Well, that's awkward. I was going to ask you if you want I don't to- blame them, though. I don't blame them. I'm not mad at the club for doing what they had to do. Like, it's not their fault that the state of California 
pass this stupid ass bill. How do we never meet at the club? That's a good question. Oh, they book me all the time. Really? Yeah. Like I'm there Thursday doing a live show. Oh, that's why. Because I never went Thursdays. I was there like weekends or Wednesdays. Yeah, that's when I was never there. Okay. Except for like it was either Cinco de Mayo or St. Patrick's Day was on a Wednesday. I was there for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, speaking of which, if you're willing to brave the club, we will be there Thursday live. Woo. Maybe. Maybe. Caliente Cage Rage. I did that before. Well, we're doing it this Thursday. I will be broadcasting live from Cage Side. Nice. I used to go every now and then, like when uh, my publicist would have like a bunch of porn girls go and like help host and whatever. I would just be the random porn girl that just stepped up on stage, just doing whatever she wanted because. <laughs> who's I, your, I who's loved, your publicist? Uh, James Bartholay. Oh, okay, yeah. James is hosting on Thursday too. Yeah, exactly. So like, I would just be the girl who gets up on stage because I was friends with all the staff and the manager. So I was just like, oh, Liv's here. Hi, Liv. Hop up on stage. Say hi to everyone. Hi, guys. <laughs> How the fuck did we not meet earlier? Like, this is so weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to, like I said, I am, I'm very reserved. Like, yeah, I can be social, but at the same time, like, I make appearances, I say hi to people, and then I kind of just, like, disappear. Never said hi to me. I see how it we is. We didn't know each other yet. I would have said hi if we'd met. Okay. I try to say hi to everyone I know these days. It's a, it's a solid play. You actually followed me on Instagram before I followed you, so... <gasps> See? See? <laughs> I'm the bad one now. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I like socializing and I like getting to know other people and stuff. But I'll admit, I, I, the older I get, the worse my social anxiety gets. But I think that's just because my tolerance for stupid people gets slimmer and slimmer. What are you doing here then? I like you. I'm an idiot. I am too, though. Well, thank you for putting up with my stupidity. And thank you for putting up with mine. Like-minded people, you know? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Cheers Birds to that. Birds of a feather. Right? <laughs> Dink. I am the biggest airhead I know. You are definitely not. Really? You've only been with me for like, what, maybe a couple hours now? I have a good eye for these things. I'm an airhead. I can admit that. I think there is a fine line between airhead and stupid. I'm definitely not stupid, but I have my airhead moments. Well, who doesn't? Who fucking then doesn't? everyone's an airhead. There's nothing wrong with that. No one has their shit together. No, no one. No, not at all. Not even successful people have it together. No, most of them inherited their wealth. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> even Jeff Bezos. Like, oh, he started Amazon a garage with a, okay, okay, with a six-figure loan from his fucking parents. And technically, it wasn't even his idea. It was his wife's. Well, she got half that shit anyway, so. Hell yeah, she's sitting pretty. Yeah, she had to take that lesson. I'd love to be her sugar baby. Me too. <laughs> I would treat her so right. Do you want to try to become a package deal? Let's do it. Like, do you need two sugar babies? I mean, you have different flavors for whatever you're in the mood for. Right? <laughs> I don't even need that much of a salary. Right, I'm cheap. <laughs> I just want to be able to live. I want to pay my bills and travel the world. Me too. <laughs> That's really all I want. 
And like, I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm kind of there. Like, I can't travel the world when I want. But I mean, I get to travel to most places that most people can't say they've ever been to. In fact, I, the fact that I'm even going to Japan is a shock to me. I'm still in awe that I get to go to Japan for the first time. Where is the number one place you've been? My, like my favorite place? Uh-huh. Well, I love Budapest. It's like home away from home. But when it comes to like shit to do, it's a tie between Amsterdam and... Ooh. Actually, no. It'll, I'll probably have to say Amsterdam, Florence, Italy, or Siege of Spain. Solid. I've only been to one of those. Which one? Amsterdam? Yeah. Amsterdam's the shit. I wasn't that big of a fan. What? Why? The food was kind of eh. Uh, well, I'm no, I wasn't really into the food. I was right. more into the experience. I judge places by the fucking food so much. And you need to go to Florence then. I'm down. I'm totally down. Between the food being meh, and I am a fucking drinker, as you know, my audience might be mildly <laughs> aware of. The bars were open mad late. There was no late night food. No. One night in the red light district, I was able to find French fries. Mmm. <laughs> nothing says I've been drinking fucking all day like I get French fries. See, I wasn't really a huge drinker. Okay, so the first time I'd ever been to Europe, I was sponsored by a photographer I was working with in Switzerland. And Swiss guys, they just, they have so much fucking money, they don't know what to do with it. So he was just nice enough to, like, book me a trip to Amsterdam and Florence, Italy. Switzerland's pretty. Zurich and Lucerne is pretty. But I couldn't really find anything to do out there, and the food was super bland. And then when I got to Amsterdam, yeah, the food wasn't that great either. So I got like, I'm, I'm not going to say unhealthy skinny, but like I got like noticeably skinnier being in those two countries. Fast forward to me spending a week in Florence and all of a sudden I got my ass back. I was eating every day just the best fucking pasta anyone can ever fathom. It was just ridiculous and then i was getting fucked up every night because okay so i have a really crazy story of florence to tell so um i i um i go to florence and usually when i go somewhere new i do like my first day is like the tourist day where i'm like okay let me go see the museums the views go to different places like kind of like uh scope out where i'm at and what the vibe is and that night I go to this restaurant and these Italian guys are just like, you're American and you're here by yourself. Come hang out with us. We'll take you to all the clubs and stuff. And like, they were totally nice guys. I'm still friends with one of them to this day. And I remember calling my boyfriend at the time, like, Hey, just so you know, I met these guys, but I'm letting you know that I'm telling you this because I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I just want you to understand that I'm safe and being looked after. And so I was going out with these guys like they were they were waiters at this restaurant, but they all work together. So it's like I'd go to this restaurant. They'd feed me for free. Give me some champagne while I wait for them to like shut everything down. <laughs> and then we'd all go out together. And every club we went to, we got like VIP. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, I fucking met the right guys, man. I get to go anywhere and everywhere. The day before my last day, because my last day, I wanted to go to this like uh, 
museum in Florence. I wish I remembered what it was called. I'm such a terrible tourist. But it's basically a cathedral where you go to the very top and you get to see like the view of the entire city. And it was it was crazy beautiful, but terrifying because it's like it's so high up. There's and you have like hundreds of people trying to go up to this like one point. And the only thing keeping you from falling over is like just one, one rail. It's not even like, it's not even like a balcony fence or anything. It's just like one little circle railing. Well, because we're coddled here in America. The rest of the world's like, hey, idiot, don't fall off. Pretty much. Yeah. So I'm like staying as close to the center as possible, trying not to fall. But anyways, um, so that night we we go to this club called Flow, which is like super high end apparently. And it was really nice. It was like an outdoor club, really pretty. Everyone was dressed to a T. We go to our VIP table. It's the biggest fucking section. It's like the size of your apartment. Huge, fucking huge. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, who are these guys? And then I realized there's kind of scary looking guys with us. And I'm like, these guys have never hung out with us before. (laughs) Mind you, like, these guys already knew who I was. I'd already told them. They were totally cool. They didn't treat me weird. It's not like America where it's like, oh, you do porn? Will you suck my dick? No. It was like, oh, you do porn? That's fucking awesome. Like, (laughs) thank you for being honest with us. (laughs) And, um... So when one of them saw the way I was kind of like looking around, they're like, Liv, can we be honest with you? Because you've been so honest with us and so cool. And you're from L.A. and you're about that life. We're what you would call the Italian mafia. But don't worry, we mainly deal in drugs. All right. So I got to party with the Italian mafia my whole week in Florence. (laughs) And like I never understood like his drug comment until... Like, a couple of years back, I was telling this story to someone, and they were like, you know how the Italian mafia gets most of their money, right? How? Well, technically, Italy um, exports more Italian olive oil than it actually makes. <laughs> so all their money is actually from fake olive oil. And I was like, who would have thunk? So if anyone ever wants like high end real olive oil, your your best bet is just to buy from California Vineyards. The more you know. Mm-hmm. That's still fucking rad, though. Oh my god, they were fucking awesome. I miss those guys so much. They were so nice. That's crazy <laughs> that they're waiting tables on top of it, though. Well, I think it was more like a cover up job. <laughs> but Jesus, like gotta wait tables to cover up your fucking drug sales that sucks well it wasn't like they needed the job they all worked together it was just more like okay well we do this during the day and in the evening we do other things yeah i would rather sleep or not wait it's tables. just a different lifestyle maybe us americans are like well if i don't need to work i'm not gonna out there it's like we don't mind working well i don't mind working but i would rather not deal with people it's still different they're not dealing with like bougie americans no one wants to deal with bougie americans uh well i also found out that the only thing worse than americans are drunk brits yeah drunk brits are pretty rough yeah what was super fun i mentioned this on there before but while i was in germany me the waitstaff thought we were fucking british oh no well because they're like oh they're kind of rowdy and speaking english 
but no, we're fucking Americans. I know you guys don't get many of us. I got to go to Italy still. It, yeah, it, Italy's awesome. I've never been to Germany. I've been trying to go to Berlin for ages. I just never found my way out there yet. I haven't been to Berlin yet. I went to Munich for Oktoberfest. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, I went from Amsterdam to Munich for Oktoberfest and then back to Amsterdam. I'm so jealous. <laughs> that's so rad. Oh, it was amazing. I want to go back. I need to. So when I go back, you need a group of 10 to get a reservation in a tent. I just found out from an Austrian tourist I met that you don't actually have to have 10 people. You just have to make a reservation for 10 people. And with that reservation, you have to purchase meals for all 10 and two beers per. So if you're willing to drop the coin, you can just have the reservation. And have a bunch of food and a bunch of beer. And be a fucking hero for other people like, yo, come sit at our table. So... I am completely down to go back to oh Oktoberfest. Oh my god! Let me know. <laughs> I'm so down for that. Yeah, I just—it's trying to figure out housing because it's fucking pricey during Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah. Like what we did was we stayed the first night out by the airport. I burned some Marriott points. We stayed out there, and then we rolled into city center for the day we we're actually at Oktoberfest. It was like 400 euros for one room for one night. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it was well fucking worth it. Because we were so trashed by the time we left Oktoberfest. <laughs> like, one of my guys fell asleep with his boots on. Oh, no. I managed to get out of my lederhosen. <laughs> so, I would have paid money to see that. See me in lederhosen? I'll yes. show you the picture. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will just show you the fucking picture. Like, there are pictures of, if I can unlock my phone. <laughs> there are 100% pictures of me in lederhosen. Of course I fucking posted that to social media. Like, come on. <laughs> I would totally wear Lederhosen. Oh, no. You get the like traditional Bavarian wench garb. But I was just going to say, why do I have to look like a wench? Why can't I wear just like Lederhosen and just, you know, break the norm? It's pretty rad, though, because the traditional Bavarian wench outfit, you tie your ribbon in a certain way to denote if you're married in a relationship or single. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that until really, we got there either. That's really interesting. It's like, oh shit, this is about hooking up too. <laughs> well, everyone's drinking. Yeah, but no one told me. It's like, oh, hey, I can just tell who the single girls are because they are advertising on their fucking outfit. Wow. Now I have to look that up. To the left is in a relationship, center is, or left married, center relationship, right single, if I remember correctly. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay. What if I did it in the back and confused everyone? It's no good. No good? No good. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm digging the pink. It's red. It's red? It's red. There's rides at Oktoberfest, too. Oh, I love roller coasters and rides. I'm such a fair girl. Oh, it's a it's a carnival. Like, Oh, my God. I would be so wasted. Oh, yeah. No, it's trashed. Oh, that looks so cool. I have to go. Look at that food. Ugh, I'd be so fat. Okay, now it's red. Because it's it's checkered almost. It's like mini checkers. Yeah, it's checkered. Like That's traditional Bavarian garb. Look at the pretzel. Mmm, the pretzel. I didn't even see the pretzel. <laughs> He's just checking me out with a beer. I was like, oh, look at that beer. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a shit show. It's it's amazing. Like I have to go back. I have to get a good group for it. Let me know. All right, I'm, <laughs> if you're down, I'm down. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, I've always wanted to go to fucking 
Oktoberfest. That's been like a dream. The funny thing is... I don't even drink beer, but I've always wanted to go to Oktoberfest just for the experience. The funny thing is I didn't ever really want to go up until like it just presented itself. So how did it just present itself? So we were... The crew I normally travel with, we try to do at least one international trip a year. So we're looking at Amsterdam in September. Oktoberfest is in September, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Then why do they call it Oktoberfest? It ends in October. Oh, okay. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I don't know, man. I'm not German. (laughs) I'm I'm part German, believe it or not. Well, so am I, but... (laughs) And... We were booking to Amsterdam, and we both, me and my buddy, who me and him do most of the planning, realized Oktoberfest was happening while we were going to be in Amsterdam. And it was like... So did you fly, or did you take the train into Germany? We flew. You flew? Okay. Because it's an hour and a half flight versus like a six-hour train ride. I love the trains, though. We're I just, took a train from Budapest to Prague, and it was like one of the best experiences of my life. It would have been rad, but it's just like, we have limited time. Oh, got you. Okay. You know, the whole trip... For them, was like eight days, eight, nine days. Mm. So it was like three days in Amsterdam, bounced from Amsterdam over to Munich, uh, three days in Munich, like land one night, Oktoberfest all day the next day. So like hung over, bumming around Munich the last day and flying home. Oof. And then, well, flying back to Amsterdam. Oof. And then like four more days in Amsterdam. They all flew back to the States. I flew to Finland. Finland. Went to Helsinki. What, Helsinki? Helsinki. Helsinki? Yep. What's Helsinki? The capital of Finland? I don't know shit about Finland. It's pretty rad. Well, I've never even, you never hear people be like, I went to Finland. What's in Finland? Well, I was told by Joanna Angel years ago that I would love Helsinki, that it has blonde hair or black hair, blue eyed metalhead chicks as far as the eye could see. I need to go to Helsinki. Yeah. I love metal girls. Like, I grew up on metal. I'm just, I tell people all the time, like, my inner person has like purple hair and tattoos from the neck down. But because of my career choice, I can't do any of that. Oh, tattoo girls are still in. I mean, yeah, but I mean, for my brand, personally, unfortunately, I'm the natural little exotic girl. With no tattoos or piercing. You sound so disappointed about that. I really am. Because like when I first got into the industry, when they saw that I had no tattoos or piercing, they were like, you need to keep it that way. Don't you dare get any tattoos. And same when they discovered I had curly hair. They were like, if you change anything, we will not book you. I'm like, "Uh, why? It's your body. Do whatever the fuck you want. Well, honestly, like when I took a break from the industry for a year and a half when I was 23, I almost got a full on back piece just to say, fuck you guys. But I did back out at the last minute because I was like, I don't know if I actually have the commitment for this back piece. And then I also didn't want to regret it because I was still on the fence whether or not I wanted to come back into the industry because I missed the industry. The reason I ended up taking a break was because I was kind of going through my own personal like identity crisis, I guess you can say, because I'm multiracial. I look Latina, but I was raised Filipina and like I'm just like a mix of just crazy ethnicities. They don't even make sense. And um, when I got into the industry, they wanted me to just like promote myself as Latina that's why even my fans now still consider me Latina even though I try to tell them like a hundred times a day that I'm mixed 
I'm multiracial. I'm mixed. I'm not just Latina. If anything, I'm Asian. Like, <laughs> but I don't look it. Well, Filipinos are weird because they're a Spanish colony, so that you got. Yeah, but we're also just like an island away from Japan. Yeah, a lot of Spanish fucking though. Yeah, yeah. So it's very confusing. It's the, very the confusing. Spanish were like, we're not sending families here. Just like fuck. I'm Hispanic. Yeah, but am I Latina? <laughs> You're of Spanish descent. Yeah, but kind of. I'm. It's it just it's a crazy mix because I'm Yaki Native American, Mexican, Greek, German, Filipino, English, and Black. Yeah, that's why it's confusing. So when I had to market myself as like strictly Latina and I had to straighten my, I straightened my hair every day my entire like early career. No one even knew what my natural hair looked like. So when I took a break and came back with like my natural hair, everyone freaked the fuck out. They didn't even recognize me. They were like, Liv, that's you. Oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. Oh my God. And you straightened it? Who the fuck told you to straighten it? Oh, I don't know. My fucking agent? The people you booked me from? And even, even now, sometimes I'll get directions and be like, or directors they'll tell the makeup artist can you straighten her hair i'm just looking at them like really you you booked me to have straight hair you can have just book a fucking actual latina bitch with straight hair because there's plenty of those but how many lives are there zero well i hope one well at least one but any other lives that look like me zero there are i don't the only other performer that looks like me is this Mexican performer named Melody Petit. It's really crazy. She actually looks like my doppelganger. You gotta take her head off and scream there can be only one. <laughs> no, I wanna fuck her so bad. I wanna do like a teen porn with her. But like I think she only speaks Spanish. I don't even know if she really speaks that good of English. So? And like I've always like sh- sometimes she'll be in like Prague. So I'm just like, oh my God, can like a check company book us together please please (laughs) like i'm begging you at this point please book us together the next time she's in europe before you take her head off right (laughs) before i take her head off yes (laughs) you gotta get her power i don't know i feel like she'd actually fuck me up because like i follow her on social media too ever since i discovered who she was like i became a fan because i'm like does this make me a narcissist (laughs) It's not beating off to myself. It's if it's someone else's scene that looks just like me. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but no, she's like she's a dancer, she she's a fitness girl, like she's she's in shape. Like she's in way better shape than I am. So even if I wanted to fight her, she would probably rip my head off with her pinky. Once again, wait till she's sleeping. <laughs> Throw rocks at her. <laughs> right? Come on, strategy here. Strategy. <laughs> I'm an airhead. I have zero strategy. I'm just, I'm a survivalist. (laughs) Obviously not if you're like already defeated. Okay, then yeah, I'm totally dead. (laughs) But I'm okay with that. I tell people all the time, I'm like, if there was ever like a population control and they had to wipe out half the fucking world, I'd be okay if I was included. I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm tapping out. I'm done. Well, you wouldn't know. You'd be dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I had the option, I'd be like, take me. It's okay. If you have to, take me. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> Liv was too late to put her finger on her nose. She's gone. No, I'm used to the... Um, the oh God, what's the game called? Uh, well, it's like uh, Secret Service. You ever play Secret Service? I don't think so. Okay. You're with your group of friends. 
and you put your hand to your ear like you're in your earpiece. And if all your friends have to do it, kind of like the nose game, but the last person to like not do it or do it last, you have to yell out, save the president, and everyone tackles them. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. How many orgies have started that way? Zero, unfortunately. Got to fix that shit. I do. I do. Actually, I haven't been in too many orgies. I've been in more orgies in... Well, no. I've only ever been in orgies in porn. I've never... Womp, womp. I'm such a square outside of my job. (laughs) Why? Why are you such a square? I just find enjoyment in other things. Like... Video games. What are you playing? Making Destiny Two. I'm sorry. Ever since they patched it to make it back like D One, I'm out. I miss Destiny One. The problem is they made it back to being a fucking horrible grind to fucking get shit. Yeah, right now they're doing the summer solstice, which lasts until September. And well, I mean, luckily me and my best friend, because like it's kind of, I play this game because it's my way of connecting with my best friend in the South Bay, who I don't get to see very often. I think you met him. He came with me to Kira's birthday. Yeah, I met him. And um, he he's one of the few people that really stuck around when I got into this industry. And like, he's he's just an awesome dude. And so, and, but we don't get to hang out very often. And Destiny 2 is kind of our way of like bonding and hanging out, even if we can't physically be there with each other. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Gonna go on raids together. We do. He got me involved in this clan because I'd never been with a clan before. Because I also I just refuse to play with other people like that. <laughs> I'm technically still part of a clan. I haven't logged in in months. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. Like once they made it back to like, oh, you gotta go to fucking all the plants to grind shit to upgrade your weapons. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. Well, see, at least Zell, he knows all the cheeses in games. Like, this summer solstice thing, like, you have to, like, power up this special armor that turns cool once it's all fucking powered up and whatever. And one of the things is, like, you have to go to this, like, European aerial zone, which is, like, a city floating up in the fucking sky. And you have to, like, kill these mini bosses. And then you have to kill this, like, main boss. And then, like, unlock these treasure chests all over the fucking map. It's fucking stupid. I fucking hate it. But you got to do what you got to do to play the game sometimes. You're really selling it. Yeah. You're really selling (laughs) I totally want to log back in and, no, go play some Destiny. No, no, I don't. But um, one of the missions we had to do was kill like 100 mini bosses. You're lucky to get like three a game. So I'm like, you guys want me to kill 100? Fuck that. Most of these like long missions or like whatever pursuits, I guess they're called, that you have to do. I usually fucking skip them. I'm used to like Halo where it's like, okay, throw me into matchmaker, give me a gun and let me fucking shoot people's faces off. Oh, I used to play the Crucible a lot. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I, I'm a Crucible girl. I'm a matchmaker. I, I just like I just like shooting things. <laughs> See, I still play GTA 5. Oh my god. My favorite was Grand, uh, GTA Vice City. Showing your age. <laughs> That's a PS2 game. I know. <laughs> But that was my favorite one. But I liked I liked the Miami look of it. It was really pretty. It was really cool. So I was like, okay, I can dig it. 
But um, but like the cheese that Zell showed me to get these hundred mini bosses was instead of playing like a million fucking games, um, you had to play like this specific um EAZ round where you have to fight what's called like the cabal. It has to be daytime. So um you kill the mini bosses, and then when it comes to the two main bosses, you kill one and you leave the other one alive, and then periodically what's called an engineer i don't know why it's fucking called an engineer but it's called an engineer this other fucking i guess it's a mini boss comes to aid the main boss and basically you all just like take turns and like keep shooting this guy until you reach a hundred mini bosses that sounds like a miserable grind it's way easier than playing like a thousand games for a hundred mini bosses yeah this is why i don't play destiny 2 anymore I bought that shit pre-ordered. I played a lot of it. And then when season two came around and they just made it more grindy, I'm like, out. What I like about it, not necessarily the game itself, but just like being a gamer is I don't even have to be good. I just have to live stream it and make people pay to watch me play video games in my underwear. Hashtag pretty girl problems. (laughs) I mean, there might be some people that are willing to watch me play my underwear, but not quite the same demographic like i'm still halfway or i'm still on the fence whether or not i want to create a twitch account do it it's easy money yeah yeah i'll probably do that then people tell me all the time but i'm just like i don't know i don't know if people would actually follow me well okay if you're already there grinding and you're gonna be in your underwear you might as well see who spends some money true true like what's the worst case scenario you're doing what you're going to do anyways, and no one's paying you. True. Very true. All right. I guess I'm going to have to make a stream account. It's a f- or a Twitch account. It's official. Yay. Changing lives. Yay. <laughs> changing fucking lives on this I, show. I just barely made myself a Pornhub model account. Just barely. I've been so against it for so long. Why? Because they used to steal everyone's shit? Uh, yeah. But I was like, ugh. Well, I mean, like the the reason I did it was completely business because nowadays, you know how, well, I don't know if you know, but back in the day, they used to book girls basically based off of their free ones ratings. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Pornhub is basically the new free ones. So I'm like, okay, well, I should probably make a model page just so directors can be like, oh, what's her ranking on Pornhub? Hmm. Okay, I guess we'll book her. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I hate social media. It fucking ruined porn bookings. When I first started in porn, and like people barely had Twitter. Barely. I didn't even need a Twitter. And I was working like every fucking day. Because it was like, okay, she's punctual, she's professional, and she does her fucking job. Oh, I'll attest to the punctual. She was here 10 minutes before fucking we were supposed to start. I was still like half a cigar away, like, oh shit, you're on time? Fuck. <laughs> Well, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I've always been a punctual person. I'm, I was never even tardy in school. Granted, I lived right down the block. But I could have been the girl like, okay, well, class doesn't start until 8. I'll head up the hill at like 7.50. No, I was heading to school at like 7 a.m. just to like hang out with my friends before class started. That wasn't me. I barely showed up. Oh, I used to take myself to church. Like, my family would still be asleep. I would wake up, shower, put on my church clothes, and go to church. And look where that got you. 
<laughs> yep. I'm doing sure. it for Jesus. Jesus leads to pornography. Jesus loves porn stars. Whatever happened to that booth? They're still doing conventions? I don't know. I haven't seen them in a minute. I don't even know how long a minute was. Normally, it's 60 seconds. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen them in a cool porn minute. Eesh. That's a lifetime in, in porno land. Right. I've only been in the industry for like eight years, and it feels way longer. Well, eight years is a lifetime. Do you know how many people have come and gone in those eight years? I've, I've li- I tell people all the time, I'm like, it doesn't even matter how big you think you are today. Tomorrow, you can become nobody. Oh, I know. I've worked with some people that were top tier when I was working with them. They are not doing shit these days. Exactly. And it's like they think just because they have like 100,000 to a million followers on Instagram that that's going to mean something in the future. No. You know what also fell? MySpace. Rest in peace, Tom. I miss MySpace. MySpace was my shit. When people started switching to Facebook, I'm like, you're all stupid. MySpace is where it's at. Yeah, lots of viruses. And blaring music when you bring up someone's fucking page. That was me. Me too. You're going to listen to my playlist. You're going to know what the fuck I'm about. And then Facebook came around where it was just like a blank ass white page and no music. bio and no music. Well, and I'm- I still loathe Facebook. I still loathe it. I created a, I just, I have a personal Facebook page that I never log on to. Like, the only Facebook that actually had my real legal name got deactivated for inactivity. So my legal name is nowhere on the internet. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. Mm, I mean, you can try. Because my my real name is pretty generic in itself. I know Jenny Smith. Huh? <laughs> I know Jenny Smith. Jenny Smith. <laughs> oh, whoops. I wasn't supposed to say that on the internet. Jane Smith. But, um... Like that got deactivated. So I created a new one just to basically be like connected to friends that like went off to college, went out of state, whatever. You have friends that went to college? Fancy. I do actually. I'm so proud of them. I see you, Imani. I see you, Talisha, Dominique, all my homegirls all went and fucking did something with their lives. (laughs) Like I'm so proud. (laughs) And look at us. We're just here bullshitting on a mic. I know. And I'm still stuck in California. <laughs> I wouldn't consider it stuck. I'm stuck. If I could live anywhere else, I would. I actually plan on moving back to Oregon one day. I mean, you could move to Vegas. Mm, fuck no. <laughs> well, then you don't want to live anywhere else. I, I'm not a city girl. I dress like one and people might think I act like one, but I'm really not. Like, I stay out in like rural valley she actually came here on horseback oh man i wish i could actually <laughs> like no saddle just like yeah like the horse is tied up out front should we feed that fucking thing i fed it carrots before coming in it's good it's a good plan like it's good on you yeah <laughs> i don't have any carrots for it all i have is whiskey like for you it. know you want to know what my retirement plan is two horses i want to retire in a cabin in the woods with like acres of land and open up an animal sanctuary. I want to be the crazy animal lady. Well, do that shit. Fuck yeah, I will. Like, I love animals. 
And like it actually kind of stemmed from like it's about to get a little personal. Um I can't have my own kids. I know a lot of girls are like, oh, I can't have kids. Like, no, I legitimately can't have kids. Uh, my biological window was between 18 and 23. I had three miscarriages at 18, 21, and 23. So I was like, okay, maybe kids are just not in the cards. And after my second miscarriage, I adopted my dog. And he is my kid. Like, I love him so much. I love my dog. And, like, it sounds corny, but he kind of, like, changed my life in a sense he re- he made me realize that I can find happiness in other aspects of life and not just like the tr- the traditional. And you see so many animals in all these like high kill rate shelters and it fucking breaks my heart. These poor animals. My dog was given up by his owners because his owners just didn't want him anymore. And he's a miniature pincher chihuahua. Like, he's a small dog. Like, how do you not want a small... How can you not take care of a small dog? Like, they're they're basically accessories when you really think about it. See, I want a dog I can wrestle with. Well, that's why I just recently adopted a pit bull named Addie. Nice. Yeah, she's eight months. She's She's adorable. <laughs> Well, I look forward to meeting her at some point. Hell yeah. In fact... Um, Hopefully not as kibble for Kelly her. Holland found her. The owner of Penthouse. Because um, my uh, my roommate, Manny, he's a videographer in the industry. Um, he's good friends with Kelly Holland. And uh, he and I, he has a small dog. I have a small dog. But he and I both wanted to adopt a big dog at some point in our lives. So it's like we're kind of like co-parents for Addie. <laughs> we're like, you know what? You want a big dog? Let's get a fucking big dog. And, um, you know, we were going through, like, listings in our local shelters and all this other stuff. He consulted Kelly Holland, and he found, or she found Addie. And the story behind Addie was her mother was found in Mexico uh, chained to a fence with barbed wire. And it was just her, and um, they only saw Addie's brother at the time. So when rescuers went to go pick them up, Addie came crawling out of nowhere like on her belly, couldn't use her hind legs. And so um, the first uh, vet they took her to told her, oh, she's not going to be able to walk ever again. And then um, Kelly Holland told, well, it was Erica McLean who runs Barely Legal at Hustler. She was the one who like saves animals in Mexico. And um, I guess Kelly told um, Erica, like, take her to another vet. You get a second opinion. And the vet was like, yeah, she just needs vitamins. She just needs some love, attention, and she'll be back to normal. And she is a fucking, she's a strong dog. She's a little beast now. She's eight months old, but she's a little beast. And I love her to death. She's a fucking brat, but, you know, she's 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 still young. She's still a puppy, and she still has time to learn. Aw. <laughs> Aw. This is the heartwarming section of the episode. <laughs> And I just, I want to do more of that. <laughs> See, I love dogs. I love other people's dogs because I can't keep shit alive. I'm actually <laughs> uncertain how I'm still alive. I'm so maternal. I'm, I'm a very maternal person. I think that comes from the fact that I feel like I'm supposed to be a mom of three by now. You want to take care of this big stupid animal? I mean, I do. I take care of my friends all the time. Dope. <laughs> I'm like, I got someone you, to take care of me. Yeah. in dinner? When's the last time you had a home-cooked meal? Okay, come over. I'm cooking chicken with Brussels sprouts and brown rice. 
right. Or like baked salmon on like a bed of pasta. Okay, let me know. I'll come over. Jesus. <laughs> Man, you should have been around for Easter. I had an Easter barbecue. Chopped liver over here, man. I'm just fucking chopped liver. Next time. I'm going to have another cooking party soon. I have cooking parties. I don't like having parties. I like having cookouts. I can eat. Like for my 22nd birthday, instead of a party, I had a potluck. (laughs) That's the kind of person I am. Yeah, I don't want to bring food. I mean, I can order food. I only cook like three things. You know what? You can bring cookies. Okay, I'll bring cookies. Well, no one ever brings dessert. I'll bring key lime pie. Ooh, I haven't had a good key lime pie in forever. Yeah, cookies is some amateur shit. Key lime pie is the superior dessert. Mm. It's got to be fucking tart. Yes. I don't want a fucking... No, it can't be sweet. Yeah, I don't want a green sugary bullshit. And I want, I'll just eat jello. Right. I want fucking tart... I want tart key lime pie. Graham cracker crust. Oh. Oh, I'm about to Google key lime pie after this. <laughs> For the audience, you know, is there any good key lime pie in LA? Not that I've found. Exactly. Well, I, I take that back. Fogo de Chao has a fucking key lime oh, pie. Oh, yeah. But you're also dropping $60 a head for the main meal, plus oh. drinks, plus whatever the pie costs. Like, so then the pie better be worth it. Yeah. That's why. Have you ever eaten a Fogo? No. No one's ever taken you to Fogo. No. What the fuck? Ugly girl problems. <laughs> no. Yes. Actually, no. It's just because I'm usually pretty single as fuck. And anytime anyone asks me out on a date, I'm usually like, I'm busy. And like, I get all anxious and like fucking. <laughs> Don't you want a dude to take social you to- anxiety? Don't you want a dude to take you to all you can eat meat? Oh my god! You know what's. Like, my favorite place to eat at is, like, uh, Gyukaku, Japanese barbecue. Fuck yeah. I fucking love that place. Or, like, okay, that place Nathan and Kira introduced us to. That place is right as fuck. Fusion 7, what up? Shout out. Like, oh, oh. Where's your go-to Korean barbecue place? Where's my go-to? Yeah. I guess the, the only one I've ever actually been to was Jen. Okay, so... I have to take you for Korean barbecue. Like like Koreatown? Actually, no. I've been to Koreatown before once ages ago. Yeah. Either way, got to take you to Korean barbecue in K-Town. Yes. So down. I've been trying to go back there forever. Hopefully the social anxiety won't hit. <laughs> well, it usually hits for like dates. Like when guys ask me out on a date and I'm just like... No, I'm just saying you just stuff your face. Yes, I want to stuff my face. That's totally fine with me. I figure if I feed you enough other meats, I'm safe. Yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> but, um, I'm still a little worried about this. I already told you, I don't think I actually have it in me to be a cannibal. This is for the audience. I know how it is. <laughs> like, there are some razor sharp teeth that I just keep seeing. Like, just teeth. Really? They're not that sharp. My dentist actually doled them down. Why, were you hurting people? No, I was hurting myself. Were you biting your tongue while you sleep? No, like, you know when you're, like, really hungry and you accidentally, like, bite your lip or your cheek? No, I eat. You've never accidentally bitten your lip or your cheek? Not accidentally. 
Really? No, on purpose a couple times, but on pur- how do you do it on purpose? Okay, well that's different. I'm talking about like accidentally like biting your lip or your cheek. I don't know. Maybe you're just special, but like it happens. Whoa, whoa, it happens. Whoa. No, I just because I rode a short bus one time. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I used to be jealous of the kids on the short bus. Why? Because it wasn't about who was on the bus. It was about like. It's so tiny and cute, and I don't have to be on a bus full of fucking assholes. It's just like a small group of people. And they pick you up from your house. And they pick you up from your house. But I was an overachiever. I was an honor student. I graduated high school a year early. Well, aren't you Miss Fancy Pants? No, it was like I think it was just like the public education system com- um, in Oregon compared to L.A., it's just different. I don't want to say it's advanced. It's just different. I feel like, unfortunately, I feel like the kids in Los Angeles are kind of set up for failure. That's most of America. I, I went to a decent school. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I just feel like the stuff that I was being taught in junior high and high school was stuff I already learned in elementary school. So um, when I got to high school... I just I got so fed up with the education system that I actually went into homeschool and just finished all my classes within a year. So did you get a GED or an actual diploma? I got a GED. Yeah, good enough diploma. It's good enough. I mean, I I didn't have super high aspirations for myself. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like I said, I always thought thought I was going to be in entertainment because um, I was always I I was a jock. I did soccer, and by the time I was nine years old, I already had talent scouts looking out for me. But I quit when I was 12 because it wasn't what I wanted to do. And then I got into track and cross country. I was always getting first place. I got my first silver and bronze same year, 12 years old. And my family ripped me to shreds, which made me quit. And um, I, I did Muay Thai, but I never did it professionally because my family didn't want me to fuck up my face. <laughs> and then plus, like, my brother was a fighter and like, he was like, I don't want you hanging around my friends, you know. And um, the only thing that really that I really enjoyed was dancing. So I used to like crump. I used to go to Culver City and dance with like little Tommy from Tommy the Clown and the Clowns. But um, because I was living with my grandfather, who was super prejudiced at the time, he was just very unsupportive. He was like, I don't want you hanging out with a bunch of these fucking little, I can't even say the word on the air, but you get it. (laughs) And so, but because of that, I don't know, it wasn't even me being rebellious. It was just more like, finally, something my family isn't going to control. And so I tried to pursue dance. I thought I'd be like, a choreographer for children or something, you know, something wholesome. Because at the time I was also like this little church girl. <laughs> like I wasn't even I was churchy, but not like crazy churchy. Like I was going to pro-life rallies, not because I was judging the women, but because I just believed in, you know, saving the babies. But at the same time, it was it's it's it was not dumb. But I just, I had a different mentality at the time. I just wanted to be the best person that I could be. Nothing is more conflicting in life than seeing hot girls at pro-life rallies. It's like, oh, I want to, but you won't 
No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like to me, it was just more like, you know, save the baby. I, it wasn't even one of those like, oh, if you're pregnant, it's a baby. It's like, no, I knew it was like a fetus. I was like, science was my thing. But at the same time, I was just like, give it a chance. <laughs> you know, that that was me. But See, my thought process is, there's already too many of us. But I was also a virgin, so I knew nothing about sex or the circumstances surrounding it. Fair, fair. And then plus, the only reason I started going to church wasn't even because I was religious. Because my family in itself isn't religious. In fact, my mom's pagan. <laughs> and that's what Well, that's I- religious. We don't even really call it religious. Well, it's religious. This is not Judeo-Christian. Okay, yeah, it's not it's not Christian. And um, the only reason I started going to Protestant church was because when I moved from Oregon to California and I started making friends, my friends were going to this specific church that had, like, youth group on Tuesdays. Scientology? No, not Scientology. Well, you'd like, probably be much more successful if you were a Scientologist. Probably. But that's a cult. <laughs> hey, hey, so's Christianity. And Mormons. <laughs> right. It all depends on... It's all on, pretty much, yeah. It all depends on when it was established. Just because we could actually meet L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> makes it a cult. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just... I I wanted to do it because I just... The church I went to was one of those churches where it's, like, one of the uh, music leaders was, like, an ex-drug addict, and then one of the youth leaders was like an ex-gangbanger. And like, so I was like, okay, modern people that, you know, turn their lives around. That's what appealed to me. So I was like, regardless of where I came from and what my family is like, here are people that will accept me however I am. Except for porn. God forbid I started porn. Because once I got into porn, my church, my pastor literally told me, I'm sorry, but we're, I don't think it would be a good idea for you to attend this congregation anymore because you're kind of a distraction. So I'm like, oh, I'm a distraction, but you're not going to judge the people watching my porn? Okay. So this dude who murdered someone, flat out murdered someone's okay. Okay, even even better. I, this guy- he Even was better ex, than murder? He was, No, he was an ex-gangbanger, and he said the reason he even stepped foot into that church initially was to shoot it up. But he's welcome. But he's welcome. God forbid I suck dick, though. Well, it's not the dick sucking so much. It's the anal. I didn't even do anal until like two years ago. I waited six years into my career. I I was just making a funny. (laughs) Trying to make a funny there, but... uh, Wait. Wait. No, no, no. I I waited six years to give up my asshole. They wish I would have. It probably would have been a little bit more acceptable because, I mean, if it was Catholicism, maybe. You're still not a boy. I look like one when I was 12. We all looked like one at 12. <laughs> but that's kind of when I started going to church. But um, Yeah, but it's not when you started doing anal. True. I waited a long time to start doing anal. It's really weird, actually. You like doubled that time. I did. <laughs> I can do math. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like. Once they found out I did porn, I was not allowed back in that church anymore. So I was like, all right, fuck you too. Like, hypocrites. And but what if you wanted to repent for your porn? I don't. I'm not saying you legitimately wanted to, but what if you told them you did? I don't I don't know. I feel like they'd still kind of judge me just because it's still out there. Save me, Padre. 
Like I ran into one of my pastors at the grocery store one day and he completely acted like I was invisible. Like I literally tried to wave at him and he was just like, so I'm like, okay, okay. Can you not look at me because of what I do? Or can you not look at me because you've seen what I do? (laughs) How many loads do you think he's blown to you? Well, considering the fact that his wife definitely didn't sleep with him a lot. I know this because he's actually the father of one of my best friends when I was going to that church. And I lived with them briefly before moving in with my ex-fiance. For half a second there, I thought you were about to say, he was one of the fathers of one of my miscarriages. I was about to be like, whoa. No, no. Ew. I, no. (laughs) I can't even. I I mean, that's where my brain went. I wouldn't wouldn't even consider him, even if it was like a revenge fuck or anything. But, um, but yeah, like this was someone I actually saw almost like a father figure, you know, but because I live with them, I knew they were not having sex. Womp, womp. (laughs) I can't imagine being in a relationship with someone and like it being sexless. Like my friend was an only child and. Even then, they said that, like, having conceiving her was an issue. So, what we're saying is he is probably in the closet? I don't think it was that. I just, it was his wife. Oh, she's just an ice princess? Yeah. I'd be out. I'd be, sex is a healthy part of a relationship. If, like, sex dried up, I'd be, have a good life. <laughs> and it's like, you know... There's that ongoing debate whether or not sex is significant in a relationship. How's that a debate? Okay, some people will be like, well, I mean, sex isn't the most important thing of a relationship, but it's a very important factor in my personal opinion. Oh, it is. And also, you got to remember, some people are idiots. Yeah. I can't even be in a relationship with someone who's mediocre at sex. Just because we're having sex, if you're not good at it, I can't be with you. How fast have you called it quits on the mediocre sex? Um, Okay, I think I was telling you this story briefly before the show started. I thought we weren't recording. Okay, so the second guy I had ever been with, you know, long story short, um, I went back to his place. He not only had the smallest dick I'd ever been with, which was super heartbreaking because I had a crush on this guy since I was like 13 years old and I was 19 and we were finally making this happen. (laughs) Smallest dick I'd ever seen. We kept knocking teeth and he had to finger me in order to make me come. Well, he made you come. With his fingers, which isn't the same. It's not the same. Yeah, but tell me you've never had sexual encounters where you just didn't get off. If I didn't, then I wouldn't fuck them again, let alone date them. Right. But I'm saying there have been sexual encounters where you have not gotten off, right? Uh, well, okay. So with my ex-fiance, I didn't even have my first orgasm with him until three months before we broke up. Besides your ex-fiance, there have been other encounters where you have not been satisfied, right? Right. I've had sexual encounters where I haven't gotten off. Honestly, I wouldn't fuck someone unless I felt like they could actually do something for me. Well, everyone goes in with the best intentions. Yeah, it doesn't mean that execution I'm, I'm, happens. I'm usually a pretty good judge of character. That's why I'm just like, uh. whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you judge if someone's going to get you off? I don't know. I just read it. <laughs> and what, do you energy. read their palms? You're like. Energy. I'm just you, like, you have a fuck line. He has big dick energy. I dig it. <laughs> you have a fuck line right down your palm. Like, <laughs> what? What? I I am a gypsy, 
but it was more of a cultural thing like um like my mom's a mind reader uh my grandmother was like a super gypsy like she bewitched men my mom and my grandmother bewitched men my grandfather was already married with four kids my eldest aunt already having a kid of his of her own when my grandfather met my grandmother ran away to vegas and he loved with her and divorced my aunt and uncle's mom sounds like magical vagina yeah which is why i'm very selective with mine <laughs> as you should be <laughs> like I, I not to like toot my own horn or anything but i've had a deal with guys where i'm just like he's a fucking psychopath i slept with him once and he won't fucking leave me alone <laughs> where i had to be like borderline like restraining order the only guy that n- didn't fall for me like that after sleeping with him like he was a nice guy the sex was okay but we didn't have that chemistry and he turned out to be gay. Aww. To each their own. I'm very happy for him. Well, I mean, you should be proud. You got a gay guy to get it up for you. Woo! <laughs> like, not every woman can be like, yeah, gay guys even get it up for me. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I just always thought like, I wonder why he was never interested in me. Did I do something wrong? Like, it wasn't even like, I. it wasn't that I cared that much. It was more like, this is the first guy to not really be into me like that. Did I do something that he, that turned him off, maybe? No, he just liked big black men. Yeah, you're definitely not a big black dude. No. Not even a little black dude. No. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to get a lot more sun. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> but. Yeah. But it's also part of the reason I have a hard time dating men. Like my ex fiance, like when I broke up with him, he was like fucking crying. Um, my ex after him was a fucking psychopath. And then the ex after him was like, he wouldn't even let me break up with him. Like when I was, when we were going through the breakup process, he straight up told me no. <laughs> I'm like, no. What do you mean? No, have this you ever, isn't an optional thing. I am done. Have you ever thought you just have bad taste in men? I do. I think I do. Actually, no, I don't. I don't want to say that. I used to think that, but every guy I've ever like dated or been with has been different. Like some people will ask me like, what's your taste? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> They're, they've all been different. But all bad. Oh, gotcha. They're not bad. Like, my ex-fiance was not a bad guy. And the last guy I was with was not a bad guy. I only had really one volatile relationship. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying, like, they were abusive bad. I'm just saying they're crazy people. I think everyone's crazy. Just different kinds of crazy. Perfectly sane right here. Sane. That means he's the craziest. There's no such thing as sane. <laughs> I'm also lying to the internet, which I've been known to do occasionally. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's hundreds of hours of my random bullshit out there. I even there. say that, you know how people always say women are fucking crazy. Yeah, men are crazy too. They're just a different kind of crazy. And here's this is how I explain it. Women were crazy, but we know we're fucking crazy. We know. How do we know? Because our friends are fucking crazy. Like, we know we're crazy. Guys, I'm not going to say men, because there's definitely a difference between 
men and boys, just like there's a difference between women and girls. But um, but no, generally speaking, women are crazy. Guys are crazy in a sense where you guys do crazy shit and you think it's completely normal. Well, in our horrible toxic defense, <laughs> there, every like fucking form of mass entertainment teaches us that like women are prizes for us to possess and a conquest a conquest and every dude deserves his fucking princess every fucking form of media like the guy gets the girl the hero the hero of the story gets the girl and we're all heroes in our own fucking story so why am i not getting the girl yeah maybe because that weird shit you're doing outside of our window isn't endearing it's fucking psycho you what you're saying okay so what are you saying like holding a boombox Playing fucking Phil Collins? No, I'm talking about I had an ex-boyfriend climb up my second story balcony at like two in the morning because I wouldn't answer the fucking door. And that's not crazy. How is that not crazy? Well, because if it was a rom-com, that would be endearing. That's why I don't watch rom-coms. Well, but you got to remember, rom-coms are also mostly written by dudes. Really? I didn't know that. Look at the right. I wonder why I fucking hate them. <laughs> Name a rom com. Name a rom com. Just off the top of your head. Uh, Bridesmaids. It's not really a rom com. Honestly, call me the call me a weird woman, but I was not a fan of Bridesmaids. But that's not really a rom com, is it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Rom com. Rom com. Serendipity. How about that? I've never even seen Serendipity. I don't even know what that is. Uh, John Cusack. John Cusack. Kate Beckinsale, they meet in serendipity in New York. It's a rom-com. I'm trusting you. Okay. (laughs) Kate Beckinsale, 2001. Okay. Written by Mark Klein. (laughs) Let's do another one. Uh, Say anything. Say anything. John Cusack, where he's holding the boombox. Oh, I was just going to say, I haven't seen that shit either. Written by Cameron Crowe. That kind of sounds like a woman, but I trust you. No, it's a man. Okay. <laughs> he he wrote all Almost Famous. He, he's actually a pretty famous writer-director. Oh, okay. I love Almost Famous. Come on. Give me another rom-com. <sighs> I don't know. I don't watch them. Okay. Um, P.S. I Love You. All right. Well, that's actually really fucking depressing. I don't even know if that counts. Her husband dies. <laughs> that's probably why I watched it. And plus Gerard Butler. Written by Richard La... And Stephen Rogers, lost something I can't pronounce, written by dudes. It's all written by dudes. So a lot of toxic masculinity that is projected in popular media is written by other dudes who are just making up fantasy. But we see that shit. We interpret it like, oh, that's how things should work, right? Well, if you're just an adolescent dude who doesn't know any fucking better, if you don't have good guidance from fucking parental figures... It's super easy to fall into like tropes from fucking popular media. This is why rom-coms are terrible for the mind. That's why I don't watch them. I live in reality. I like horror movies though. How about um <laughs> You Got Mail? I haven't seen that either. I'm just naming yeah, all yeah, famous yeah. rom-coms. Uh Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron? And some dude named Mikos Wrote the original play. Nora. Oh, okay. The original play was written by a man. Yep. And Nora and Dila Efron wrote the... The screenwrite. Yeah, the screenplay. 
So, but it was, the story is written by a man. The original story is written by a dude. That's crazy. That explains so much. Nope, I like my psychological thrillers, horrors, action movies, basically anything that isn't a rom-com. Sleepless in Seattle. The story was written by Jeff Arch, but Nora Ephron did the screenplay. Ooh, what about The Ugly Truth? Another Gerard Butler film. I like that one because it's actually kind of realistic. The Ugly Truth. Written by Nicole Eastman, Karen McGaugh, and Kristen Smith. All women. That's why I like it. Because women keep it real. (laughs) But the majority of the famous ones are written by dudes. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Of course I'd fucking pick that one. (laughs) But it shows the difference in the storytelling. Yeah. But that's why I like it. Because I'm like, it isn't some like corny cliche. It's like, have you seen The Ugly Truth? I haven't. Okay, so... Um, basically the producer of a news show, um, calls into this, like, you know how those guys have those weird, wacky, like obnoxious, like late night cable shows occasionally or whatever. Well, Gerard Butler had one of those where he was like trying to explain, like, stop reading these health or self-help books for finding love and just, you know, learn to like suck dick or swallow. And he's very vulgar. Well, their interaction, their phone interaction wound up being popularized and he ended up getting a segment on the news show that she produces. And after meeting, um, because she, when she called in, she like made up this like fake guy, like, oh, well, I like a, well, this guy, he's interested in cats and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Basically meets the real life version of him and Gerard Butler kind of helps her like, get this guy but the her that got this guy is a complete facade that was created by gerard butler and he winds up falling in love with the real her which is like super neurotic bossy like cold but like definitely sounds like a story written by women yeah yeah definitely but don't fall for that woman but it's it's way more realistic to me than like uh fucking two weeks later (laughs) Well, that's a horror movie. <laughs> Waking up and like, I'm married? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but Liv, hey, it's about that time. We're going to call Last Call on this motherfucker. Last Call. Last Call. Where can they find you on the social medias? Where can we find you on the OnlyFans? Where can they stroke their dick to you? Well, so like I said, you can now find me on Pornhub, pornhub.com slash live dash revamped. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at revamped life with a Y, not an I, because if you type in an I, you're going to go to a church page, which is super ironic. And then you can follow me on Twitter at, I mean, not Twitter, Instagram at B-I-S-H dot I-Z-B-A-K. If that confuses you, just sound it out. Bish is back. Too complicated. And then instead of OnlyFans, I actually just started with um, Is My Girl. So you can find me at live-revamped.ismygirl.com. Rock and roll. And as always, you can find me at 
Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. I'm doing the fucking radio voice. Until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Woo! Woo!